This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy Drink. That's right, Dubby. Their coffee fruit cherry extract is the star of the show. This ingredient is what makes Dubby unique and gives it its laser focus, fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers and creators. That's right, gamers and creators. A formula worth bragging about. They've handpicked what they believe to be 10 most critical ingredients for focus and concentration. Dubby contains important amidos and vites that canned energy drinks simply don't have attention to what matters transparency is important their labels disclose full ingredient amounts and their products will never contain fillers or artificial colors or dyes w is also sugar-free and keto friendly that's right keto friendly so to get that 10% off use that code philly john that's right philly john for 10% off at w d u bby.gg linda thank you so much for joining me today i deeply appreciate it and uh it's it's a shame you i couldn't get you down here into the studio to sit down face to face and talk about this but hey you know the, the new technology we have today this works very well for us so i linda maris you are a comedic and dramatic dramatic actress and an author of a book called hypocrisy versus mysticism wisdom and morality so give me a little bit about yourself okay i call myself partly author because okay. most of this book is channeling gotcha um this is a remarkable experience and this is something that's so unusual so impactful so amazing because it started out in my childhood and I had such unusual paranormal divine intervention experiences. You might want to call it, it was meant to be, went meant to beers. I call them meant to beers because the way it led up to um, the un unusual situation of channeling um, a celebrity and um, the circumstances around channeling that celebrity. So I, it's, it's like I, I was a psychometric person. I held personal objects and I told people about themselves and this happened. I just, it was by mistake. I went to a conference on all different kinds of comedy, actually, and improvisation. But there was a booth about psychometry, uh, people telling about psychometry, which is holding personal objects and reading people through those objects. And I got curious and I went to the classes and I was amazed that I was able to hold someone's ring and tell them certain very private, interesting things that I have to say that were accurate. Um, and as I said, personal, very personal. Mm -hmm. And I, after the class, I went on, I went to a, a singles weekend upstate among hotels and stuff like that. And they had me it was scary. I, they had said, Linda, we've got a whole bunch of people here. Do an hour. Now, this was my first show. Do an hour. And people were just walking up to me, giving me their rings, giving me their watches, um, whatever they had with them. And thank goodness it went well. And from there on, it just kept going and going. I went to, I, I, had readings at parties. I, I communicated so many unusual, personal, private, as I said. Um, people were just flabbergasted. Okay. And it's really hard to express this because it's, there's some very personal things. So I, 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 I've learned to shut my mouth to not say what I've read about other people. 
I, had I gotcha. To be very, very. So I'm, if I sound like I'm hesitant, it's because of that. I learned to be that way. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. Can you describe, you know, the process of channeling and how it differs from other forms of communication with the spirit realm? Okay. Well, there's, I only know from my experience and I, it, it was just unusual that it happened to me. I, just because I was interested, I had gone to seances and, and I was wild. It was wild. Um, and it scared me, actually. I was scared of all this stuff. Uh, my mother liked to go on Ouija boards. My mother was into this. <laughs> and she <laughs> would want to see when I was getting married and the Ouija board just kept flying off the board. <laughs> it didn't stop anywhere. And um, so it just, just, just from curiosity and interest, and finding I had this gift and along with comedic adventures, I, I, I even did readings at comedy clubs and I found out people were excited about what I was saying to them. Um, of course, when it's a public reading, it's more on a humorous way of style. It's not mm -hmm. heavy duty personal. So I just want to make that clear. Okay. L let's dive into a little bit about this comedian that you channeled. So for people that haven't read your book and are looking to look for this book, I will have a link to your book at the in the description of this podcast where they can click on and purchase your book. But the gentleman that you channeled through was comedian who passed away some years ago in 1966, I believe, by the name of Lenny Bruce. He was a, a an American stand-up comedian, a social critic. He was known for his uh, his vulgar vulgarness in some sense, which actually got him into some trouble. Am I correct? From what I read after I channeled him, yes. Okay, and how? How old were you when this happened? How old were you when you started feeling this this energy, I guess you could say, some sense, a, a, a sense that was coming to you to to pick up on this this entity? I was in my late 30s. Okay. And it was just one... It's, it's so hard to describe because I'm trying to go back to 1987, but um, all I could say is it, I was just, I was in some kind of strange, it was a strange phenomena. Um, and I, I accepted what was going on. And because of that class, maybe that helped me um, through, from the psychometry into the automatic writing. And I would have to go through the book because I'd be reading a foreign language. And what okay. I mean by that, this is not me. Right. And I have to go through the book and read it again and again to read words that were completely different syntax than me. Okay. So basically the wording that, that you channel through was literally him coming through you and you were just putting it to paper am i correct exactly um it's like i wasn't thinking i was just in a very relaxed state and writing and and it just seemed to flow after saving his memorabilia from being thrown in the street okay and it just happened i let it happen i had a pad of paper and what was coming out was, well, as I was doing it, I didn't know what was coming out. I just was like, I felt like there was something behind my head. You don't know how it happens. You just feel or, and hear the words. It's so hard to describe, but it's a feeling and you hear words and you write them. And when you read them back, it's completely foreign 
that's the difference between stream of consciousness and automatic writing through spirit. And I said, holy S. <laughs> you can cuss. I'll let hell? you throw that out there. <laughs> what the hell happened here? And it was coming fast and amazing. It's like as if like, oh my God, he found somebody to do this and let's go. So practically each night for a year, I was writing. I was writing and writing and writing. And this manuscript was just like, I, I, it was just so hard to understand. I didn't understand. He went over my head. Um, he, it was just the, the wording, the, the, how he expressed himself. And I left some pretty extreme words in there because I didn't want to take away from what he was saying. Okay. And all I could say, it wasn't me. And it's, it's hard to explain somebody who's not you, who you didn't know, um, what's going on. <laughs> and to my amazement, the book finally came out. I had this manuscript in storage for over 37 years. Wow. Finally, a friend of mine encouraged me to do something with this. This is spiritually significant. And I felt bad if I just left it in storage forever because I was afraid I, people wouldn't believe it, a lot of skeptics. Who's going to believe all this? And I just said, okay, that's it. I'm going to have this edited because it needed editing. When I say edited, there was so many words in one sentence that you had mm -hmm. to bring it together to understand the depth of it. And even now, like as the book, there, there's one word he kept saying, I, I, I didn't even understand what, completely what the meaning of the word. I had to look it up because I didn't understand the complete meaning of it. But throughout the book, throughout the manuscript, he kept saying one word a lot, semantics kept saying semantics <laughs> and um, as if like this can mean different things to different people and that could be very true what what challenges um, do you face in exploring and understanding standing the spirit realm and you know how do you overcome these I believe in my spirit guides they're there to protect me I felt a definite protection and that I'm being guided and to just listen. And it helps me through my life. And I, I realize there is a spirit realm. Um, if we open up to these inner voices, whatever you might call it, whatever way you might say it, if you really just be generous with understanding, and I mean, letting the, the guides tell us what we need to know and adhering to it, to hear, adhere to the thought process. When I say thought process, I mean it's coming through my thoughts, my inner thoughts. It's not like out loud I'm hearing voices. It's not crazy. Right. So it's, it's, and also not, too, not thinking too much. If I think too much, I go out of my thoughts. I need to stay within a feeling sense more okay. than thinking too much. So you got to try and keep yourself level headed at all times and focused on certain things. Absolutely. So what type of ethical, like the considerations do you take into account when engaging into a spiritual communication and a channeling experience? Well, I do say a little prayer uh, for, for good spirits, of course. Right. Um, I was very naive about all this stuff. I, I really didn't know that it would be like this. Taking class, um, it was fun. I was on the money um, as far as telling people the truth about themselves. 
it was, I also had a great humor about myself too. So I, it, it's just, it, 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 it's, it makes you think and not think too much, but to be there with yourself and to listen, listen to your inner soul. Let it speak to you. Meditate. And you'll find information and knowledge that you never thought you have. This this wasn't your first time when something like this happened. I was, you know, kind of looking back on some things that I found, uh, some communications you had with other uh, podcasts, uh, host and whatnot. You had an incident that happened to you where, when you were in your teenage years, I believe, at a lake or uh, a beach. Can you can you go into detail with that? Um, I was on a float out. I lived out in the Sound on Long Island. I was out on a float, and I was about to jump in the water which I did, I jumped in the water. I did jump in the water. And a few young men came over to me and started tugging at my bathing suit, trying to pull it off, real tease. And I was trying to fight them off. I think they just got one part of my bathing suit, the skirt area. And I was fighting and fighting till I was so exhausted and I just gave up. I said, this bullying, it's just too much. I looked up as if up at the sky and I said, is this it for me? And I heard a loud thunderous voice say no. And as that happened, I was just still just letting myself drop. And I felt a force. I can remember it as if it were yesterday swim my body to the shore and I was watching my body move but I wasn't controlling it. Like I said in the book, I felt like I was in the back seat of a car but I wasn't the driver. Mm -hmm. And my body was being driven back to the was being it was being controlled by a force that wasn't me. That's, and I was just watching it. I was watching myself, but I wasn't there willing it. And that's what happened. I was not meant to drown. Bottom line. That's, that's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's, that's wild that this force just literally pretty much gave you that push and just shoved you pretty much all the way to the shoreline, am I correct? Yes, and there are other incidences that I was saved, and they're in the book also. Now, let can you give me a little bit of your personal journey? How how old were you when you thought that you had these type of senses? How how far back? Mm, I would say in the, when I started doing the automatic writing. Um, I, I was doing the psychometry more so after the automatic writing, but I was learning it and how to do it. For people that don't know automatic writing, can you give a little yes. definition of, yes, of that? I would, well, it's, it's you listen to words that are coming to you in a very relaxed state. You're still conscious but you're writing and you're just hearing. This is what clairaudience, it was more clairaudience, which is hearing. And I, it's like I was writing just words. I wasn't thinking like a writer thinks before they write. This is not a thinking process. This is just a writing of, of just letting the words write on the paper. Okay. And then you read it back and write, realize there are words and they did write words that meant something and you did create something. And as I said, for 
my one experience, it was just from another worldly kind of way of, and style, but it was, it was the way Lenny worded his, he, he was very verbal and very, very, it, it was as if he was trying to use as many words as possible. <laughs> I can't, I can't really do, do, do you think it myself. I'm, that's why I'm hesitating. It's not that I don't want to tell you more. It's that it's hard to understand ourselves how this is done. Some people who've been around a long time in this doing of automatic writing and psychic phenomena are, are can explain it more. I I can I would have to read reread my book, keep rereading it to realize what's being what's happening. Mm. As I said, it's not me. So I it's not my it's really not my book. <laughs> so do you think uh a lot of the the channeling what he was telling you that came through is because you know he, you say he was talking so much and coming through so heavy and hard on you is because he had that that stage presence like okay i'm on stage with linda so it's time to you know drop the ball and, and get this thing rolling he probably was looking for someone to work with i'm, I'm part of the channeling which is was a personal note to me that many people fell to the wayside mm -hmm. and um, I was the only one that really completed a book. And as I said, the through encouragement, because I was concerned about certain things. As I said, 1988, when the channeling was first done, because I did also did channeling in 2023 before just before the book was published because i wanted more and there was a difference in in way that was conveyed also um so it's it was such a phenomena it was like if i as i said i had to keep my head out of it mm -hmm. uh, but i had to be there with the feeling of it and as I said before, I did not know this guy. He, I was in school when he was a comedian. And he said, even said in the book, he, his time was too short for us to meet. Right. But we knew each other in past lives. And he listed some ways that some, some people that we were in past lives. Let me talk to you on another aspect of things. There's a lot of, you know, skeptics out there when it comes to this yeah. type of phenomenon. And how do you how do you take the criticism? How do you take these skeptics? How do you deal with this and focus to continue on on what you're doing? I haven't found too many skeptics. I seem to I know they're out there, but I personally haven't found hardly any skeptics. It seems like I have been lucky to meet people who are open. Um, so I, I've been fortunate that way. But I'm sure there are people who are not telling me that they're skeptics. I say read the book for the spiritual information, for the power empowerment, for what, even if it didn't believe it was him, read the words because they're so beneficial the whole skepticism that you know that can flow with this i grew up in the 80s so if you remember in the early late 80s early 90s there was always something on the television call miss this or call call right. me and get this and that and it was it was a big thing and then there were a lot of i guess crackpots you could say that we're doing this mm -hmm. and just trying to make a, a buck on somebody but today you don't see too much of this as advertised or and things like that now with you putting out this book 
when you decided, okay, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to put everything into it and I'm going to put this book out for, I guess you could say basically Lenny, what was going through your mind? Like, okay, how do I do this? Do I contact somebody? Do I, how do I reach out to somebody that's actually going to look at me and be like, okay, she's not a crackpot. Let's, let's help her out. Let's get this put together properly and published. Well, I called the publisher first and told them what this was about. And they said, fine, right then and there. So that, that worked well. And then I met somebody who worked with me and who was open. So I was lucky to find a few open people to work with, which really helped. Mm -hmm. And so far, nobody's been yelling at me and calling me a fraud or anything like that. I, I just tell people, read the book. If you have something to say, let me know. And nobody yet has called me or contacted me <laughs> in any way or form to say this wasn't, this didn't seem authentic. It's, it's funny because I, I live in Florida and uh, I don't live too far from a little section called Casadega, which is a pretty, pretty big spiritual area for a lot of medium psychics we you can go out there there's a fancy nice restaurant in an old big hotel there that's called sinatra's and they got the big piano in there and it's you can tell there is something in that building and my wife and i have been dying to do a ghost tour there because it's that you can you can feel it they have so many different things there they have the devil's chair which is not too far from the uh restaurant there every every section there's a medium somewhere it sounds like lilydale like new york sounds like lilydale I, I believe it's called lilydale is there's somewhere upstate new york where it's a whole community of psychics mediums whatnot let me ask you this so lenny you know he was a comedian he went through all this major things he he also he pulled a lot of schemes the the whole priest outfits to scam money because the woman he was with at the time i believe was a former stripper and he wanted to have as much money as possible so she didn't have to work anymore i did do some channeling with her name and, um and i i have to just leave it right now as that um, that's in the book, whatever um, okay. exposes. Uh, I had to be protective in, in ways. So there is discernment here. Can you share any other specific encounters or revelations from your journey? Well, I, there's something in the book I just want to share because I don't want people to think it's just him being blue and, and, and then he had left in such a sad state he does cleanse through that but the later part i just have to say that in a light note and that's what it says here on a light note it is great to be back folks so where was i before they hauled my ass off the stage and um he goes on in a more humorous way he's still more or less saying he's still comical, he's still funny. And but he does cleanse in the beginning. It's some heavy duty stuff. So you have to read the book and you have to listen. You have it's 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 a quick read, but it's powerful. And you'll be going back reading again and again. And I do. I noticed when you were reading some of that, you get pretty emotional. I mean, how do you feel when you read back what he's channeling through you? I feel that it's amazing achievement that I finally did it. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and um, it, it's, it makes me feel that I've really accomplished something mm -hmm. that, that was powerful and, and useful for people. As I said before, if you're a real skeptic, just read the words. Just, just read the empowerment, the spirituality of it, the wisdom. Yes, the wisdom. Linda, what what do you do now? I, do you travel doing these? Do you 
you know, I'm, hit. I'm, I'm actually um, been doing some. I have a private acting coach right now, who's working with me, at, for um, a performance on a scene, uh, and I'm also just about being involved with the comedy group. And I'll talk about that another time because we're just getting started. Uh, when I go to bookstores, I let people know about this book. I um, do I travel? Not that much yet. Mm. Uh, but I travel online. <laughs> I've traveled online a while. And I think it's just basically in the book also, he said he had personal, he had certain people that were very close to him that he called his special people or whatnot. And I was, I've been trying to find who these people are, if they're still in the body or who they were. And um, that's, also what I've been doing. Maybe somebody will come forth and tell me that they were very good friends. They try to help him. I, As I said, when you don't know somebody, uh, it's harder to speak about them. Mm. I can only tell you what I know from what I channel and some personal notes. There's so many more people that knew him. He came to me. And it maybe that's why he came to me because I didn't know him because I, I was the least one of the least likely people to do this. So, so go ahead. The items that you, you found his items, am I correct? Or yeah. and how how did you come about all these items? Okay, that's also in the book. I lived on the same block as his daughter, Kitty. Oh. And I took off a day from work. And on a day that I usually wouldn't take off, which is payday. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of my building, walked down three buildings, and I stood there staring at a garbage bag. And I see this guy, the porter or who, who, janitor, whoever. I said, what's going on here? And he said, well, we, there's this woman, Kitty, move, who moved. And we're throwing out her things. I said, what? You're throwing out her things? Like, what are you throwing out? And I said, can I see what, what's going on? And he, I was lucky that he let me into the apartment. And there was this big bookcase a big cabinet, excuse me, a big filing cabinet. And he was taking files from the filing cabinet of papers and throwing them in garbage bags. Okay. So I said, please do not do this. I'll take them. And he helped me get them into my apartment the next morning. And as is in the book, I had photographs. I'm looking at the book because I have to read what, what he, what he did here. <laughs> um, it's 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 wild. Um, now this was his only child. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Court transcripts. I had the court transcripts up my kitchen wall. There's a photograph of them. Okay. Oh. Court transcripts, comedy material, photographs and reel-to-reel -reel tapes, 165 pounds of paper. And I know that because That's a, a lot neighbor of paper. helped me return all this material to Kitty in Hawaii in 1988 can you, before I started channeling. Can you discuss any moments of any type of doubt or uncertain, uncertainty that you ever encountered during things like this I have to read go rewind so far back we're talking about 38 years ago now <laughs> um, I was okay I would I do see here I was anxious 
when I had the material in my apartment, I didn't know if I was, if anyone was going to, to get back to me and, and, and uh, I didn't know what to expect. I only told my brother and a friend. My brother is the one who took the photographs and a friend about all this. I kept it quiet, this whole experience, until two weeks after I got, it was two weeks, I believe it took me two weeks to get these, this, all this 165 pounds of paper back to Kitty. Mm. Um, and the way I did that was I contacted the grandmother, Sally, and she told me how to contact her granddaughter. What do you hope readers will take away from your book? And, you know, and how, how to envision it impacting their spiritual journey or growth? There's a song here. Um, but I'm going to say it, say it as in words. The song is for my devoted fans. Aha, aha. I speak the truth with no more bands. Aha, aha. My spirit reigns free as it should. No risque rants past Meshugs. And I'll keep on fighting as free speech must go on. And I think that's what he really wanted to say. I speak, I instruct, I reflect, I stimulate, I discuss. I mean what I say, I talk. I'll keep talking. I am in the afterlife. No holds barred, no hangups. We have etiquette. It gets pretty deep into the words. Yes, yes. There's different meanings. Now, since since the publishing of your book, I has any any other, I guess you could say, spiritual connections come through that drawing to you to reach out. Personally, a few friends who wanted me to do some automatic writing for them. So personally, but no one, George Carlin didn't come. <laughs> uh, nobody like that. I wish I could speak about all these people and tell you just exactly what's going on. But all I can say is the spiritual growth. More, than, more likely something you have not read from anyone above now, and beyond. Now, do you have to have a specific item in order to feel anything or does it just come to you? Well, an item helps me deliver psychometry, automatic writing. I don't need an item and I, I can have an item near me. I can ha just touch someone's belt or something and feel what's going on with that person. I did it recently. I was at, actually it was with somebody I did not know from a dream group, the Edgar Casey dream group people, which is interesting in itself. And he gave me a watch to hold, his watch to hold. And I got a picture, I got clairvoyance. I saw like a, like a real going by and telling him about himself. This was in a restaurant. It wasn't that quiet. So things like that are happening. And I never know what's going to happen next. But, but what was really amazing is when I actually saw Spirit. Mm -hmm. So there's another story there. And that's also in the book. Okay. So people will get my background, my information in the beginning of the book. And then when Lenny speaks, look at a whole world of events and amazing spiritual knowledge. Can you distinguish between like a genuine spirit, spiritual experience and, and, and like, I want maybe like a mere illusion or wishful thinking. Oh no, this, I, if I remember something, it, I can enact it as if it were yesterday. And I talk about when I was in a comedy club and the, 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 um, the show was going on, but I was in the bar. I just came into the club to hang out in the bar at a well-known comedy club. And I just, all of a sudden I see 
people leave the bar area. They just walk right out. And then I look to my right, the people sitting at the bar simultaneously turn around and face the bartender. And then I look to my right and I saw a spirit appear and he looked like Freddie Prince. And it was a week after he passed. So I said, oh, this is psychological. Oh, he, he disappeared. I mean, I'm seeing things. Then he stepped to the, his picture on the wall and pointed to it and nodded that it was him. And he kept looking at me and looking at me. And I said, oh, this is still, I don't know about this. So I said, I better get out of here. This was weird. So I started to walk out and I turned around and I looked behind me and he was still watching me. He was standing there and he was all in white, ethereal, but it looked like him. I walked out of the bar, out of the club and before the next morning, I had this, I heard Claire audiently to put on the album America. And I was wondering, where is this album? I had to look for it. I said, oh my God. And then the last song on the last side of the album, the second side of the album, was a song called Pigeon Song. And it was all about his life. The wording was amazing. So if you want to listen to it, it's by, again, America. And I was just flabbergasted. I <laughs> said, this, this, is, this is all real. It's just too real. Have I seen Lenny appear? No, not yet. No, I say not yet. <laughs> In the book, he says he has appeared, but people wouldn't know it was definitely him. But he... <laughs> In his own words, it's in there. Now, can I can I get your insight on on something? I have friends and family members who have had dreams of family who has passed, and in those dreams, they can actually finally have a discussion with them, and that discussion is that things are okay. And there are some times that they have these dreams like you you can't really hear hear them, but then all of a sudden you have that that clear talk with them and they say that things are okay, I'm all right, and they get a hug and for the first time they feel like they actually had that hug happen. What what's your insight and your thoughts on that? Oh, you just brought about a dream. I it's like early morning before I wake up, I get these amazing dreams at times. There were, I felt like it was in a line dance and there were these spiritual figures on the left and the right side of me. And I feel it was Lenny. He came up and he put his arms around me, hugging me. And I felt that hug. And I, I just felt it was him, like as if he were thanking me and appreciated me. And I'm glad you brought this up because I brought this up in the dream group and everybody thought it was him. And I thought it was him. And you know what? It was him. That mm. was amazing. So in what ways do the teachings and insights gained from your experience impact personal growth and spiritual development? Okay. Every time I think of the worldly events, the politics, the outrage, the anger, the angst, I go inside and myself and realize there's a better plane of being, a spiritual realm that is love, that is honor, that is peace and humanity, mm. and I stay in that place because I know it, it's like a protective womb at that time. Powerful and loving, as I said. Can you, how do you see the concept of love, forgiveness, and redemption manifesting in your experiences with spiritual, spiritual communication? 
it's a feeling it's a feeling in the spirit in the soul and and you have to it, it's probably saying to me probably from all other past lives it's making them one it's like who i really am i'm learning who i really am not who i like linda on the earth plane uh, i'm i'm getting i'm going deeper and I'm understanding more of who I'm supposed to be. And I'm learning to be more of who I really am. I'm not all there yet. I still have my, my, my curiosities and, and mishaps at times, like we all humans do. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I feel I'm on my way. And there's there's more to come. More learning and growth to come. But it hit me all at once at one time with the writing and the and the spirituality and the psychometry. But the showed that as a child I was I didn't understand divine intervention and and all this this what was going on with my being saved all these times and protection. I, I, as a child, you think that's part of life as a young person. You feel, oh, this is part of what happens. Not that it was anything special. So I, I say this is, it's a miraculous. I, I'm, I'm gonna say it's a miracle. What, what has gone on. One other thing. Can, is there any insight or message that you've received other than Lenny that has had a lasting impact, you know, on you, like that stands out? To have faith and hope that people will appreciate you. And and keep that positive energy and have, because that will draw good people and positive energy from them. And if you put it out there, it will come back. Have faith. That's really what it's all about. Faith is always a plus. Yes. And I believe, especially with the way the world is now, this book is so important. There's so much said. This little powerful book is just amazing. And as I say that because I'm saying Lenny is amazing. I learned to appreciate who he was, no matter what he did on the earth plane. Now he's grown so much. He is a master now. So would you say the lessons learned from channeling have opened your eyes more to being more spiritual, understanding, loving, caring, and whatnot? Absolutely. I do this every day now. I do something for somebody each day, even if it's a little little thing like opening the door or carrying someone's bag that's too heavy if I can do it. Any little thing that I can do for somebody else, I do. And I try to do something every day. Yeah, I, that's the best way to do it. I, I do the same. I will pay it forward in some sense. And you know, sometimes I'll do that and I'll take care of this or that and help somebody here or there. No questions asked. I'm not looking for anything in return. I just, I want to do it because that's the type of person I am. And that's the way I was raised. My mama raised me to be respectful and polite and to help when help is needed or just to be there and say, hey, let me take care of that for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that will change the world. For sure. We have, we have to appreciate each other. We have to sit down and talk to each other, as Pete Seeger would say. Now, your book has been out. It's it's on Amazon. Are they able to pick it up in local bookstores? Order? They can order on book, at Book Baby at the bookshop or on Amazon. And just put in Linda Maris or the name of the book and 
they'll be able to receive it. Linda, any any big things coming up in the near future for you? More podcasts. Any, more more podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like with me, like like it could be a little trickle, and then all of a sudden things start to move a little bit, on, a little more, and then all of a sudden they come all at once. So who knows? It's beginning of a big thing, or it's it's big as it is for what it is, but it right. is, it is. Well, I would say, you know, let the skeptics, you know, do as they say, whatever they want to do, and to honestly read your book to to see the insights on what Lenny had to say and his words that come out channeled through you. And I want to thank you so much for your time today and hanging out with me and shooting the chit and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. And um, just keep, keep the spirituality going. These podcasts are wonderful. And I appreciate doing them. I guess that's our sign to go. No. Okay. <laughs> you got to love the New York traffic, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Linda, thank you so much once again. And I will have links to Linda's book in the description below. If check it out, you can pick her book up on Amazon. And once again, her book is Hypocrisy versus Mysticism, Wisdom, and Morality. So, Linda, once again, thank you so much for your time. I deeply appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck on your endeavors. And, you know, stay connected, I guess you could say. Bye-bye, everybody.